Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Time now for Dan Issel and Louis Rabot, right here on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Dan and Louis. Happy Bracket Monday, everybody. This is Issel and Louis, ESPN 680 105.7, and the ESPN Louisville app. However, you're listening this morning, thanks for spending part of your day with us. And, of course, the first hour of the show is brought to you by Kentucky Tourism, KentuckyTourism.com. Good morning, Lewis. How how was the birthday weekend? It was good. Uh, I appreciate my friend having the best horse in the stakes race so that I could uh, watch him win the stakes race on Saturday. Terrific. <laughs> no kidding. Terrific. Man, that horse. Nice, that, that, nice trip. That horse, man. That, I, I don't know that I, in person I've ever seen a horse that breaks better from the gate than that horse. That's great. It's fun. But no, it's good, man. Got a little uh, yeah. winter circle picture, a little uh, trip to the owner's box and all that. No, it's fun. It's ooh. Yeah, ooh. A little, little drinking from the bottle of champagne. That's how it goes. You know what it is. Slopping at the trough with the tall <laughs> hogs, huh? <laughs> oh, something about getting slaughtered humanely, Dan. That's how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we do it at Buckler Farms. That's right, baby. Talk we about that. Slaughter them humanely. <laughs> so, uh,. You get some interesting games there in Denver for you on your bracket, my friend. Yeah, yeah. I I wasn't planning on going um, if Kentucky didn't come to Denver, but uh, I might have to break down and go down uh, go down to the old ball arena and check some of this out. <laughs> That's actually the name of it, folks. Not uh, not Dan being uh, coy about what uh, they do inside yeah, the. Yeah, it is not. In fact, I had a terrific weekend. Okay, we we were at Ball Arena yesterday, <laughs> watching some ball. I was going to say a friend, but a new acquaintance gave me two courtside tickets yesterday. Ooh, yeah, yeah. We sat right there and uh, had had a big time. Saw a bunch of people. Hadn't seen for a while in the Nugget organization. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. But yeah, I might uh, might have to make a trip down there this weekend. We'll see Drew Timmy play a little TCU. You got uh, Baylor over there. Those Gauchos, little Cal Cal Santa Barbara, a huh? little Gaucho Dan. Yeah, I, you know, I, <laughs> actually it, they're good. <laughs> it, it, it's really it. it uh, you know, I think Gonzaga is kind of coming in under the radar, uh, unlike. The last few years, when everybody expected them to get to the championship game, I think this might be their best shot. Well, it, the the thing about this tournament, and and it is, you know, it's always you know it, when when the analysis starts and people have to talk about this for a week, it gets overdone. Um, is how deep the tournament field actually is? If you think about like Northern Kentucky is a 16 seed, they are 22 and 12. 
Mm-hmm. And they rolled through that tournament, right? I mean, they, so, I yeah. mean, that, I, that is, I mean, it's just, I mean, Drake is a 12 against Miami. Drake is good, man. I watched that tournament. They're good. Um, who's another team that I really, there's a 13 that I think is, oh, I mean, like you get Patino in the 13 line. Kent State can shoot. They're a 13. Furman, Virginia, first round, dude. That 413 there. Furman can score, man. I don't know. I, and you know who and, else can and, score? And, <laughs> and Virginia can't. That's right. You know who else can score? Who? Providence. Yep. Uh, this is yep. a this is a survive the first game because I think I actually I agree with Ben Roberts' article this morning in the in the Herald Leader that the 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 best scenario for Kentucky is to get to a team like Kansas State, which is a team that they've beaten over and over and over again this season. What was your reaction though before we get too deep into brackets to Friday? Uh, I was very disappointed. I agree. Very disappointed, and and I'll tell you why. Vanderbilt just beat Kentucky a week ago, Louie, in Rupp Arena. And, you know, you always hear the coaches and the players say, well, we'll have to look at the film. Evidently, Kentucky did not look at that film because they played the exact same way. I mean, you can lay those two games on top of each other, and, and the exact same thing happened. Now, if you're going to look at the film, like you say, you're going to make adjustments, are you not, to what Vandy did to beat you? I saw zero adjustments. I mean, Now, you know, adjustments don't always work, but at least if something, if somebody's clubbing you over the head, you try to do things differently. And maybe they work and maybe they won't. I saw absolutely nothing differently. I saw zero adjustments by Kentucky, and the game turned out exactly the same way, and that's that's the disappointing part. Okay, so, you know, two or three going into the tournament. I'm one that I don't, I don't glean a ton from conference tournament performance. Like, I don't think less of Houston for having lost to Memphis in the final, for example. Three games, three days. I don't really glean a lot from that. Do you glean anything, though, from Kentucky's performance against Vanderbilt, as well, far as it, as far as predicting a game against Providence or a trip to the Sweet no, Sixteen or something? No, okay. And and it's just like just like John Clay said this morning in the Herald Leader. How can you trust this team? I, well, I mean, they'll come out and play great, like going to Tennessee and winning there. Although I think the more you saw of Tennessee, the less you probably thought that was impressive. <laughs> but but. And then, the, you know, they've had some nice wins going to Arkansas the last game of the regular season. That might have been the best win they had all year. Yeah. Um, because, uh, you know, Arkansas is playing playing pretty well right now. But then, you know, you lose to South Carolina, you lose to Georgia. I I mean, they, they could survive Greensboro this weekend and, and come out in, in the uh, Sweet 16 – or they could lose to Providence, and neither one of those two uh, scenarios would shock me. No, that's exactly right. Uh, the only thing we've said they've consistently done this year is be inconsistent. And um, what we're referencing, by the way, as far as the matchups, as far as Providence versus, say, Kansas State in the next round, is that when UK plays teams that are in the ping pong top 25 in offensive uh, efficiency in the Ken Palm, uh, they're one in six in those games. Uh, they lost to Gonzaga, Missouri, Alabama, twice to Vandy, and, and then. Uh, to UCLA, and their one win, of course, was against Vandy. 
um, without their top two players in January in Nashville. And so they're 20 and five against everyone else. So it's interesting, Dan, because he points out that they're the number 71 defense in all of those metrics. And the, the only other time they were up in that range was when Nerlens Noel got hurt and they ended up in the NIT. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting that while you and I don't spend a ton of time talking Ken Palm and those kinds of things, that it, it does seem to line up with what your eyes tell you, right? That this is a an okay defensive team, but certainly not amongst Cal's best, right? There's yeah. no there's no major no. rim protector. There's none of that. Yeah, kind of stuff, and, yeah, and on some occasions, I wouldn't even say they were okay. I thought they were far from okay against Vandy. Uh, they were bad. I agree. Yeah, I mean. You know, guys that you never heard of, and and let's remember, and Vandy's playing without their best. Yeah, without player. Liam Robbins. Yeah, right. Yeah, they're playing without their best player. I think uh, uh, as you look at these brackets, uh, I think Vandy got hosed. I mean, you you look at comparisons with uh, Southern Cal, uh, Arizona State, even Providence. Providence over their last fifteen games, Providence is like five hundred. Right. And Vandy's, oh, Vandy won 10 out of their last 12, as you said, uh, very efficient uh, offensively. Correct. Uh, they beat Tennessee. They beat Kentucky twice. Um, yeah, I thought I thought Vandy should have been in the tournament. Uh, I guess, you know, the, the, the committee did say, now I didn't hear them say this in reference to Vandy. They said it in reference to Rutgers that they took into account that Rutgers is like two and four since they lost one of their better players. Um, And maybe that's what kept Vandy out. But man, if, (laughs) if I were the people down in Nashville, I'd be a little upset the way I finished the season and didn't make the tournament. Well, if you're, if you're that committee and you say that Kentucky is the number 23 team in this bracket and Vandy just beat them two times in the last three games, I mean, what do you want? What do you want them to do? Yeah. I, I, that, I'm with you on that one. But I, I will say, did you see who Vandy drew in the first round of the NIT? Uh, Yale. <laughs> a little nerd, a little nerd, uh, nerd outing tomorrow in Nashville. A little, little Yale, a little Vanderbilt. I like that. They're, they're going to play <laughs> uh, pregame. They're going to compare SC, uh, SAT, SAT scores. I heard uh, if it goes to overtime, it's actually just a chess match. Um <laughs> It's good. Straight good, to chess. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was obvious when you look at the bracket, it was obvious that the selection committee was in love with a couple of conferences yes. and wanted nothing to do with other conferences. Well, and- I mean, they, they loved, uh, loved the, the, the Big 12. Yes. I mean, the Big 12 has a one, a two, two threes, two sixes, they obviously think the Big 12 is the best best conference in basketball. And I think you could say the same thing about Pac-12. They've got two two seeds and as I just said, they got two teams in in the in the tournament that are going to be one and done. And so it um, I, I, and I don't think they gave um, the the SEC I guess got pretty much what they what they deserved as far as the seedings are concerned. Sure. Um, you know, they weren't in love with the Big Ten. They weren't in love nope. with the ACC. But uh, but you, you can tell which conferences the the selection committee thinks are the best just by looking at the seedings. Clemson and Pittsburgh both get double buys in the ACC tournament. Pittsburgh's in the play-in game. Clemson didn't make the tournament. Yep. 
Whew. Yep. That is a yeah. that is a down year in your conference. There's there's another team. North Carolina State makes a tournament. Clemson and North Carolina State played three times this year, Louie. Clemson won all three of them. <laughs> uh, what do you think about North Carolina turning down the NIT? I, I think they're smart. Oh, okay. I think they're smart. They've got they've got a veteran team. I mean, like if you had let, let, let's say let's say you you switch places with Duke. Okay, let's say Duke has a very disappointing year, uh, and they they turn down the NIT. Then I would say, no, you're stupid. You start four freshmen. Right. You, you let them practice. You let them play. You let them go. North North Carolina has a veteran team. I mean, four or five of those starters won't even be back next year. What do you What are you going to go to the NIT for? I think it was. Uh, I, that's exactly. If I was running North Carolina, that's exactly what I would have done. Oh, and the interesting thing about the calendar is that the transfer portal opens today, so that actually lets Hubert Davis get into there now, right? Rather than having to do two things at once, he can just concentrate on the transfer portal. So I I, I agree with you. I think it's actually a good idea. No, All right, we're getting I some think- texts in here. Um, Vandy and Yale is the Egghead Bowl. <laughs> I like that. Uh, did Gandolfo get on the party bus since he didn't have anything else to do on Saturday? He did not. Uh, Gandolfo is not a um, – what's the nicest way to say this? Um, He's not in the in crowd. No. No, it's not that at all. Uh, Mike um, goes to bed at like 8 o'clock. Hmm. And gets up at like 3.30 in the morning. Really? He is the oldest person I know. Um, text her UPS job text line, by the way, 437-9680. Hanging out with you on a Monday, Islin Louis. Uh, the eye test, UK, uh, seems to not be able to stop teams with uh, small guards uh, that can drive to the basket. That's it. I, if, if you can get Oscar away from the basket, you can, you can do pretty much anything you want against UK. Absolutely the case, yes. And it's pretty easy to get Oscar away from the basket. <laughs> also that, yes. Both of those <laughs> things are true, yes. Oh, man. Yeah, we'll take you up until noon. We'll have Dan's Monday Morning Moron at 11. There is, there is like, choreography to this one, Avery Dill. So that makes me think that I'm the Monday Morning Moron. Yeah, no, that, no. that's what I was thinking <laughs> no, no, when no. you sent out that text message. No. No. I, you know, I don't have to say that out loud, Louie. <laughs> I do it for myself. There you go. Were there any real surprises, though, in the draw when you saw it? I mean, just, I mean... You know, one through uh, sixty-eight here, kind of thing. Um, you know, not not really. It was more a surprise of of who was in and and who wasn't hmm. uh, than than the seedings. I mean, you can't. Um, and as you said, the, the it's obvious the conference tournaments don't make any difference nope. because because two of the number one seeds lost their last game. Uh, but um, I, I guess you really can't argue. I mean, with with the number one seeds, I think Alabama has got a chance to win this whole thing. Agreed. Uh, I mean, we were watching uh, when when you get courtside tickets at the Nuggets game, they have a club called the Lexus Club that you can go in and eat and drink uh, as much as you want uh, for free. And so Ben, my grandson, and I got there early, and we were taking advantage of that and watching – uh, Alabama and Texas A&M, 
And I mean, Al- Alabama is is good, but no, I don't. You know, maybe there's a, a team here or there that you would move down one or move up one, but no, I think the seedings and uh, are are pretty fair for everybody. My favorite thing that happens every year is everyone assumes they they think they understand the draw and the matchups of all of these teams. <laughs> oh, they got oh yeah, blank this morning. Oh yeah, they got a great draw. And, and Paul Rogers is like, how the hell do you know? Like, <laughs> <what do> you... <laughs> that was a nice moment. Um, <laughs> uh, Texas saying that Texas A and M got hosed. Yeah, they ended up yep. way lower uh, I, than I, I thought yep. they would. Yeah, no, I, that's that's a great one, Texter. Thank you for pointing that out. Here's a team that was 15, and this goes back to what I was saying before. You can tell the conferences that the selection committee really liked, and the ones that they didn't. Uh, Texas A and M. I believe was 15 and 3 in the regular season in the SEC. Wow. They get to the championship game. Now they didn't play very well, but uh they got to the championship game and they're a 7 seed. Yeah. Yeah, no. I I mean, they're two spots behind Kentucky. <laughs> in the rankings. <laughs> I, I don't I don't want to tell people how to do their job, but that's that one's a little strange to me. Yeah. Um Yeah. No, that was a good one, Texter. Yeah. And then Missouri ends up at twenty-seven. I mean, yeah, it's just it's it's kind of all over the place. But um, no, I, I'm not. I'm also not jealous of these guys having to do this job. So um, it does not seem very fun to me. We got the old uh, Texas A&M Corpus Christi Southeast Missouri State matchup. Could there be more directions in that? <laughs> Those directional schools, That's pretty good, man. So. Um, so now the the first two play-in games are tomorrow night, right? Yeah, that's right. That's this is the time of year, magical time of year, people. Do I have true TV? It's magic, magical time of year. Do you have true TV or not? You find out tomorrow. Do you? I have no idea. <laughs> I will find okay. out tomorrow. Hey, magic time of the year. All right. All right. The anticipation, man. Got to you know. A little, a little anticipation. I, I I guarantee you that's one thing that Prime and I splurge on. Spend that money. Make sure if it's on, if it's up there, it's on our TV. I guarantee. <laughs> I guarantee you that. Dan's got that BYU network. <laughs> Make sure he's got those Cougar games. Oh man. Uh, text her with my Cardinals out. I'm watching the tournament with nothing but hate. Go Providence and go UConn. That's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> UConn, of course, playing uh, Ricky P. In the first round. Yeah, you'll be out that's that right. game. Yeah, that's right. No, so, that's right. So. Uh, that then then Slick Rick can get back to looking for a job. <laughs> I own his own fourteen all time in the. Uh, just uh, I mean, just own fourteen all time in the tournament. So that, that would be a well, a monumental for, win if he can get ready for zero and fifteen. Sounds good, man. Um, <laughs> uh, Texter Louie, I'm 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 bleep angry this morning. I'll say uh, this morning uh, that Kyle got out coached by Stack. Uh, Stack seems to have Cal's number. Do you think that's true? Um, well, you know, you know, I, I mentioned this last week with that win, uh, Friday night, Vandy now has a winning record against Kentucky in the SEC tournament. Yeah. <laughs> so they're six and five against Kentucky in the SEC tournament, Van Vanderbilt. Um, I don't know if he has his number. Um, uh, I guess you could say he does. But like I said, the most disappointing thing is that there were no adjustments by Kentucky. And they went into that game Friday night just like they had the uh, senior night in Rupp Arena. So, um, I, you know, I, I guess as far as that's concerned, 
Stackhouse has got his number because Stackhouse knew exactly how to attack Kentucky's defense, and Kentucky did nothing to stop it. All right, man. Well, this is Islam Louie. We'll take you up until noon. V-Show after us. First replay, 3 o'clock. Uh, local programming until 6 o'clock. Um, someone's mentioning that Iona... You know what? You, okay. You know what happens? And I, and I don't... I'm not okay with any of it. Someone pointing out, didn't Jimmy Valvano win an NCAA game with Iona? They put the women's right up alongside the men's. And then they act like the stats are exactly the same. So, um, uh, hang on. I am now going to look that up. Iona... Men's basketball. I will look that up. Other texture. I love the Hoosiers draw. Uh, Dan, what did you think of Indiana's draw as a four seed? Uh, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's good. I um, it, it, it's hard to tell the the ACC. Um, you know, Duke is playing phenomenal right now. They made in that championship game against Virginia. I didn't get to see the Duke Miami game. Okay. Uh, but um, but in that championship game against Virginia, they looked they made Virginia look silly. Yeah. I mean, I know that Virginia's game plan is to take it all the way down, you know, to to slow the game down, and and to take full advantage of the shot clock. But Louis, they scored 17 points in the first half against Duke. 17 points in 20 minutes of basketball. And and Duke is playing as well right now as anybody in the country. So I don't know how to read that Miami-Duke game. But, yeah, no, Indiana, I would say say this. Of the four number one seeds, and I know they're the favorite to win it in Vegas, but that just means they've had more money bet on them than any of the other teams. Yeah, sure. Uh, I think Houston is the shakiest number one. Oh, okay. And so, you know, if if, if Indiana, you know, first you got to get by Kent State. But if Indiana uh, can can beat Miami, you know, I think they've they've got a chance. They've got a chance to get to the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, I I agree with that. It is Iona women's basketball that is zero fourteen. Uh, Iona has two wins. Um, one in uh, 1980 with Jim Valvano. Um, I don't know if the star means that they vacated. Um, yeah, they vacated that year. Uh, but Jimmy Valvano they're, was... They're cheating in New Rochelle? You damn right there. <laughs> and then in 2013, they won a, play, a tournament game as well. Uh, went 20-14 and 14 that year under Jim Clues. Or Tim Clues, excuse me. Um, uh, so, yeah, that was 1980. Very good. Uh Texture pointing out that Kansas got the hardest. They got the, the screws turned on the most because, I mean, they should be playing in Kansas City. They have 10 more quad one wins than Houston, and they gave it to Houston anyway. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with the texture. I think that's ridiculous. No? I, yeah. <laughs> okay. No, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't agree more. And, uh, you know, that's when Kansas plays in Kansas City, it's like a home game. Oh, of course, yeah. And and so I don't know if that's why they went in that direction. I I'm not sold on Kansas. I think Kansas has some holes. Uh, Wilson played terrific over the weekend, um, and I know they had an injury or two, but they they're not a very good rebounding team. They run in they run into somebody that can control the boards on them, and I think it's going to be a long night for them. But yeah. Yeah, I agree with the texture. They uh, they should have been on track to play in in Kansas City. 
at least at worst make them the two seed there, right? I mean, something like that. But um, I thought they were a clear one, especially with if. And this is where um, at the end of the day, Dan, they did what you wanted them to do, and not what I said they would do. They didn't use the net. <laughs> they didn't use it. I, I mean, there and and I mean, I got. It doesn't happen very often, but I got the angry, um, the the or not the angry, but like the what the heck is going on? A text from uh, from Dieter last night. Kansas not in in KC. How are they not the two C? Dan can rail on the net all he wants. There's no math to back this up. They're gonna have to blow up the net, especially after the committee chair made no sense. I, that's the, those are the back to back texts I got last night, and I thought. Yeah, Dan, Dan got what he wanted. I don't know if he's going to be happy, but he got what he wanted. He's, well, I, he's I the think, high test more than Yeah, you, you yeah. know, as as we've said before, all uh, you have to take all this stuff in into consideration because, you know, everybody out there puts so much importance on all of this stuff. So it, it has to be part of the consideration. But I'm just happy that it looks to me like, you know, putting all of that stuff aside, it looks to me like the committee went on the eyeball test in, in most instances, which is what I love. Dan loves those eyeballs. How about that? Texter, Louie, you won't say it, but I will and hope you read it. How in the world did your Michigan State Spartans get a seven seed? At best, in my opinion, they were a nine seed. I have no idea. I will not pretend. Um, I think that's more just that they have a couple of wins against teams that the committee really likes, like Kentucky um, and and, uh, and and whatever. But I, no, no, I, I, I'm not saying it because no one around here cares about Michigan State. Um, that's why. Uh, it's my job to talk about things that people are interested in. So, well, uh, <laughs> and they're probably not, not going to do much in the tournament. Not only did they get a seven seed, but they play a team that I think has no business being in the tournament to start with. So they'll get to game number two. But I don't give him much of a shot against Marquette. Marquette is really good, man. I think Marquette. I think Marquette could be a Final Four team. Maybe, maybe especially in that end, because Pur- Purdue's going to screw it up at some point. Don't you think? That's exactly where Plus, I was Memphis going. Memphis is Louis. suddenly playing. Really somebody, well. somebody is going to figure out how you guard a seven-four guy, right? And when they do, Purdue is done. And and you can't you can't do it like I, I was watching. Um, who who did they play? Was it North? Was it? Um, uh, oh, who made the big run? Who was the thirteen seed that? Which uh, last year? No, this year in the in the um, oh Ohio in the big, State in the Big Ten. Ohio State, yeah. Ohio State's trying to guard him with a guy about uh, Sherry's size. Yeah, that ain't going to work. <laughs> That's, but somebody's going to figure out how to stop Edie. And when they do, that'll be the end of the line. for. Or players. if he has one bad game, or if either of those freshman guards has a bad game. I mean, it's, it is that easy. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, that's why I think – I mean, just looking at it, that's why Alabama is the best team in the country because if one of those guys has an off night, there's another guy, right? Yeah. I mean, and, and yeah. they just they have multiple good – good players that way i think kansas also has a good team it sounds like bill self's going to be back on the sideline for them uh which is a big boost for them and then yeah i mean otherwise it is about it feels about as open especially at the top i mean would you be stunned if gonzaga made a run no that's what i said earlier i think they're on they're you know they they've been right out there front and center for the last two or three years and now all of a sudden uh, because they lost some games during the regular season, but I watched them play St. Mary's, Oof. and I, I don't know how Tuesday, good right? Saint, yeah. I, I don't know how good St. Mary's is. 
I, I know they're the second best. They were out. They were actually the number one seed right. in the tournament. Timmy said. Timmy said it felt funny wearing a blue uniform instead of a white uniform <laughs> in, in the conference championship yeah. game. But they destroyed St. Mary's. So. And the best one, Louie, a shout-out to my man Fonz. Walter Ellis is dancing with Grand Canyons. <laughs> he, was, he was so excited about that. So that, that'll be fun. They won't be there long, but at least they'll be there. I took the screenshot because it's, it is the hope of every L fan. Do you know the team this year that L fans are praying is them in like three, four years? Mm, no. Okay, so there are 14 seats. So obviously around here, people are not hoping for 14 seats. But it's Kennesaw State. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I should have gotten that one. 26-8 this season. <coughs> in 2019-2020, they were 1-28. One one. and 28. Yep. 1 yep. and 28. The next year, 5-19. and 13-18 and 18 last year. They went 7-9 and nine in their conference last year. Started to turn it around. And then, boom. 26 and 8 this year, 15 and 3 in the conference. And I think your hope is you don't have two seasons like that. You have the one, and then next year it gets better, and then it's the year after that that you're looking at a 24 5 kind of win season, something like that. So I think that, that is the hope is that Kennesaw State is the. <laughs> Is the is the model for this, which is a weird thing to say, or at least you follow those kinds of numbers getting back to the tournament. Uh, Dan, how long is it going to be until we talk about U of L and their seating? Um, uh, well, it depends on the players. I mean, it uh, didn't. Uh, you sent me the uh, the tweet that uh, yep, that got, big kid yep, committed. Evans right? committed. Yep. And and it looks like what's his name Flowers. Yep, looks Flowers. like they have a chance to to get Flowers. Uh, Sky Clark uh, they, is going to come to campus this week. Just got uh, just got announced. He's a former. They are sponging all of the. I was a little surprised about Lands. I thought okay. you know we we talked about what players do you want back, and uh, Lands I think was in our our three. Um, you know we said James. We said uh, Ellis. No, well if he comes back, yeah, but uh, tra- trainer. Um. I'm a little disappointed that what I read in the Courier Journal this morning was that Huntley Brinkley's coming back. Yeah, I don't baby. Know what you, Let's go. I don't know what you do with him. Get him to the NBA, uh, top 10 pick. Let's go. Yeah. Well, BHH. Yeah. <laughs> they described him <laughs> they, descri- they described him as being the leading rebounder on U of L's team. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. yeah. Um <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, they, I don't think they'll do it next year, but the year after, if they get some players in here. Yeah. Well, I, it would be nice to be talking about all three next year. Kentucky with uh, all those freshmen, and then uh, hopefully Woody can restock at Indiana and then figure it out across the street. But, um, yeah, I, I cannot do another 4-28. and It's not. That'd be a little tough, wouldn't it? Oh, my it? God. Can't yeah. believe we did it this year. Yeah. <laughs> hey, a reminder, the first hour of the show is brought to you by Kentucky Tourism. When you're ready to explore the outdoors, there's no better place than the Bluegrass State. Hike, bike, paddle, fish, or even venture deep underground, this is Kentucky. Come see for yourself. Plan your summer getaway today at KentuckyTourism.com.
This segment with Dan Issel and Louis Rabot is presented by KentuckyTourism.com. All right, welcome in 1030 segment here on a Monday. We'll get you through the week, folks. Don't worry here on ESPN 680-1057 in your car, on your smart speaker, on your phone, however you're hanging out with us today. We appreciate you very much. It is Selection Monday presented by our friends at Kentucky Fish and Wildlife, Liquor Barn and Baptist Health. A bunch of shows tonight. Dan McDonald's show at 6 o'clock. That'll be on 93.9 and on the app, followed by Jeff Walls at 7 on 93.9 and on the app as well. And then we'll have some NBA uh, before we get into the NCAA tournament tomorrow. Mavs and Grizzlies tonight, 7 p.m. on ESPN 680-1057 and on the app. Still no John Morant, but that should be a good game. Nonetheless, Daniel. Probably no Dantich or uh, Irving either. Oh, no Irving either? Good Lord. (laughs) He left the team for personal reasons. I guess you don't have to play if you're an idiot. (laughs) So how would you like to have a couple of uh, $300 tickets to that game? No Morant, no Dantage, and no Irvin. God, yeah, I can't. Watch that. a bunch of guys that should be in the CBA or G League. <laughs> CBA. A little CBA on Monday. Um, if you had to bet this tournament, Dan, who would you bet? Um, Is anyone wow. long enough odds for you to feel good about it? Well, they're all pretty good odds. I mean, the Houston's a favorite at uh, plus 600. Um I, I guess if I had to bet, if I had to bet right now, I would bet on three teams. My favorite would be Alabama. My kind of middle of the road would be Gonzaga at a plus uh, 1,500. Okay. And my long shot would be Duke at plus 2,200. Okay. That's how I'd, if I was wagering, that's how I'd bet it. Below Duke, do you think anyone has a real shot, or is that about as far down as you would go? Um, yeah, I think that's probably about as far down as I would as I would want to go. Okay, so you think so? Houston's got a shot. I know yeah. you don't love Houston, but Houston's no. got a shot. Yeah, Alabama, obviously Kansas, yes. Purdue, do you think they have a shot? No. Okay, interesting. UCLA. Uh, no. Arizona. No. Texas. Yes. Okay. Gonzaga, yes. UConn. Yes. Uh, I I don't know, but got, UConn's plus 1,500 and Marquette's plus 2,000. Yeah, play Marquette, yeah. Given, <laughs> right, yeah. given, given those two choices yeah. and, and those the, the difference in those odds, I'd take Marquette for sure. Yeah, I agree with you. So Baylor, Tennessee. Tennessee at plus 3,000. Kentucky. I'm stunned that Kentucky's 1,000 more at plus 4,000 than Tennessee. Than Tennessee. Yeah, that's stunning. Just because of how many people bet on Kentucky. I I think that's because Big Blue Nation is keeping their money in their pocket (laughs) this year. Apparently, yeah, apparently. (laughs) Man, oh, man. What's Northwestern? Everybody else is 20,000 or better. Northwestern is 15,000 to one. Plus 15,000, I should say. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I missed Same as Michigan State, Missouri, and and, uh, Penn State. Who's betting Penn State to win the national title? <laughs> Who are these people, man? And um, your boys. Your boys are uh, 15,000 15, plus 15,000. I'd rather bet Izzo than whatever's going on at Penn State. So, um, Or Northwestern. Are you impressed with Izzo making 25 straight tournaments? Uh, sure. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. 
I mean, anytime you anytime you do think something twenty five years in a row, that's pretty impressive. Or longer than Coach K. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 No, I that is that's a nice record. Nice record. I I have to admit, there was a time when the injury bug hit in January that I thought they were not going to make the tournament this year. So um, I'll take the seven seed texture. Um, <laughs> we'll take the seven seed and the uh, matchup against USC that they'll pitifully blow and lose and because they shouldn't, and that's just how it goes. Um, so in Denver, you mentioned you get to see Mr. Timmy and Co. Um, yep. <clears throat> so you're not excited about TCU? Uh, no, nah, not, not really. <laughs> a little six seed? Not, not really. What are they? Uh, I think they're a six seed, aren't yep, they? Yep, 21 to 12. And then, man, they love the Big 12. Holy moly. And then, yeah, um, no, it's, that's why I say they've got a one, a two, two threes, and two sixes. And then they got uh, they got six they got six teams out of that conference that are a six seed or higher. Creighton, NC State. I think you don't respect anything about that game. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Little Blue Jay. Little. Uh, yeah. And, and <laughs> Baylor. And oh, ba- who's Baylor play? They're not. They're not playing. Uh, very- uh, Cal Santa Barbara. They're playing the Gauchos. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they'll win that, but they're, they're not. They kind of struggle to the finish line too. Well, what do you think is more likely? Uh, the winner of the tournament comes from outside of that group that you discussed or that a double-digit seed makes the Final Four? Uh, I, I, you know, it happens, it happens all the time, but I don't see, um, you know, everybody's talking about how wide open it is, and I guess it is pretty wide open as far as the top, what, 12, 15 teams are concerned. But I don't see I don't see any double digit teams making it to the final four. Okay, right. thought I would ask. We almost had a fifteen last year, man. St. Peter's Dale almost Dale did the thing. God, Purdue. They were talking about it in the previous show that you know Purdue's long you know drought in the, of making it to the final four, and you know it was it was one of Paul Rogers' points is that you know you think it's a you know oh I'll take the St. Peter's game as far as the matchup and blah 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 to get to the final four and then Purdue. And Kentucky can't get past St. Peter's to get into that part of the draw. And so I just, yeah, I mean, the Purdue thing. I mean, do they just lose to Memphis the second game? Or that Florida Atlantic team is what, 30 and 3? What are they? That's what I say. If, 31 yeah, and 3. It, I mean, if, if If ED has an off night or somebody figures out how to defend them, I think Purdue could get beat by just about anybody. I mean, he is he is a load, but somebody's going to come up with a defense to make those other guys beat him if they have to put all five guys around Evie. Right. And, right. And, <laughs> yeah, right. And so, you know, and maybe somebody, I don't know how big their center is, but maybe somebody has a center that's, you know, seven foot or seven foot one that they can kind of go with him. It, you, I, I know you can't guard him with a little guy. You, you forget about that because he just turns and and he's got a nice touch around the basket. It's not just that uh, you know he's seven foot four. I mean he, he is seven foot four, but he's got a few moves. His footwork isn't awful, and 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 he's got a little touch around the basket. So if if, he, if let's just put it this way, Louis, Purdue's going as far as he can carry him. Oh, that's right, and um. I know you're on the Duke train right now, um, so you've been on the Kansas train and the Duke train this year. Um, I'm sure BBN loves that. Um, do you uh, 
any chance that they they get a little bit of time off here and they cool off and uh, an Oral Roberts jumps up? Duke? Yes. No. <laughs> no. Duke Duke struggled early on uh, because they were starting four freshmen. And, you know, and it's always, you. I mean, you look at some of Cal's teams where he had all the all the one-and-done guys, and he, even his best team struggled early. And that's exactly what Duke did, but Duke's got it figured out. Duke is, is as talented as any team it, in here. And, you know, I uh, last week I said that, to me, that was the team that was flying under the radar, and they, they've won, I think, seven or eight in a row now. Kind of, they blitzed through. I guess the, the Miami game was close in the semifinal. What they win by five or six points, beat Miami by five or six points. But that Virginia game was not close, not uh, close. And so I th- no, I think uh, I I, th- I think I think these kids have it figured out. They've got some very talented players on that team. Duke, uh, Purdue potentially in the Sweet Sixteen. Would you lean Duke in that one? <sighs> that'd be yeah. a fun, that'd be a fun game, man. Yeah, I mean they've got uh, Duke has uh, Duke has a couple of um, uh, Filipowski. I mean he's uh, for a seven foot one guy. He, <laughs> he's got some he's got some talent, but they've got another kid that they bring in off the bench that is really physical. I um, I, I don't, that's a that's a tough one, but no, I think I'd go with Duke. They just really put do. Stephen A's Final Four up. He has Duke in the Final Four. Does that make you feel worse about your pick? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. He went uh, Bama, UCLA, Duke, and Indiana in the Final Four. Uh, I I would agree. I would agree with two of those. I I, I would agree. I would agree with Duke and Alabama. Right. I don't know about you. I I don't. I may be dead wrong, Louis, but, and I am on multiple occasions. <laughs> But I was not impressed at all with the Pac-12. I, 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 I think they, uh, you know, obviously, obviously Arizona and UCLA were far and away the best two teams in that conference. Correct. I don't know that they're among, with their two seeds, both of them a two seed, I don't know that they're among the top eight teams in the country. I think they and, both, and, I, I think I watched them bully Kentucky and New York and win at Maryland, and Maryland didn't lose at home. And I, I don't know. I, I think UCLA is a little bit better than we want to admit because they play a style that's just not attractive to watch. It's just yeah, it's, it's yeah. just defense and and Mick Cronin and <laughs> just he just plays that style. Guy can coach though, man. And and you know, Hawkes is good and and whatever else. I mean, that's usually in the NCAA tournament. It's either the the teams that can really fill it up or the teams that really lock it down that win, and they can really lock it down. Yeah, and and their freshman, what is his name? Bailey, I think. He's he's really come on. He's he's played he played very well in the Pac-12 tournament, but they also lost their their best defensive player. Correct. He, he's out for the season. So I I I don't know if I, um, you know, I can't pick I can't pick Marquette because they're in the same region as Duke. Um, so I I I, I can't pick. I can't pick both of them to get to the final four. Um, I, you know, UCLA. Now that I look at it, I, I think I'd pick Gonzaga out of the West. Ooh, I like that as, as a final four. Are we? Are, we, are the freshman we talk about? Is it a Dembona, the Nigerian kid? 
No, he's the other kid. He's okay. the big kid. He hurt his shoulder. Yeah, yeah. And didn't play in the last game or two. But they've got no. They've got another kid uh, that is um, is out for the year. I think he had an Achilles. Oh no, that's absolutely correct. Yeah, he's thirteen and six. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah he's, he's a nice player. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, yeah, if if Bona can't play, then then they're really in trouble. But yeah, J- Jalen Clark is the guard you're thinking of that got yeah, hurt. Yeah, thank um, you. Led the team in steals as well. They're going to go with a lineup of something like Jaime Hawkes, Tiger Campbell, uh, Amari Bailey, Adem Bona, and probably uh, the either another guard. Oh, would they play another guard? Yeah, the Bailey kid. Uh, the Bailey kid is the one that's really come on strong. He's been yeah, Mario well Bailey. Lately. Yeah, he's really good. Um, so yeah, now it'll be interesting because I mean, and then you do get you know something that you don't often get in these tournaments, which is a guy like Kami Hakas has a ton of experience. Right, he's a senior. He's been in these games before. Um, you know, they made a run very recently, and so yeah, it's it's unusual that you have a guy like that back um, to uh, to make a run here. Do you think this is going to be the the tournament with the most hair in it ever? <laughs> between guys like tiger campbell and oh, only guys like arkansas me and you who have none right yeah would, would, that's why we're talking would, about it yeah would right, notice yeah. would notice something <laughs> something like that yeah there are some there are some nice hairdos in there no no question about that no no question. i think in the 40 piece on si he mentioned a like an all hair matchup or something but um oh god which one was it uh I he he I thought had some interesting points here, and this is at si.com. Um and he points out who's missing on these teams is as important as anything else. So obviously Tennessee Zakai Ziegler is the big one as right. far as like starter starter that really um you know that really you know piloted that team and then Timmy Allen's out for Texas, who was a ten and a half, five and a half guy, and then um except that I, I think there's a chance he ends up playing. And then, um, yeah, it's Jalen Clark out at UCLA that was really their lock, lockdown defender. But I, I just think they play such good team defense that that travels, man. I think it's why, you know, guys like Izzo make so many runs is because if guys are willing to play that style of defense, it and they don't call the ticky-tack stuff in the tournament that they do in conference play. They just don't. And so for just, the most, yeah, yeah, for the most part, it's just like the NBA playoffs. For some reason, the game seems to get more physical. Um, with a big smiley I, face on the text line, is Dan rolling? Dan's rolling with Duke and Gonzaga. Is he actively trying to kill Streetle? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you know it. It, it hates it, it, it. I hate that that I'm picking some of the teams that, that have been nemesis to to UK, but uh, <laughs> they they just happen to be playing pretty well right now. <laughs> oh, uh, well, our guy Longshot has texted in from Friday. Uh, his horse did not um, finish the race that he gave us, um, and I I got a tweet on Twitter, Dan. From someone who either, and I'll be very honest, I don't know if they listen here or if they listen on the podcast. Because um, I don't, um, it's hard to know. But uh, let me see if I can find There it is. Um, Got to thank at Louis Rabot for the superfecta in the Tampa Bay Derby. Happy birthday. Ooh. Paid 470 to 1. <laughs> so happy, happy to help. <laughs> happy to help. Because the 12 got up for, um, the outside horse got up for fourth. 
And yeah. so, um, the, you know, the, obviously you had the, the, the mega fave come through, but, uh, my uh, my long shot uh, came in fourth there, and then a couple of other. Did you so. did you happen to to see the race, or were you on oh, the yeah. Uh, yeah, bus? Yeah. No. Well, I I'll tell you what. Even even at the top of the stretch, you, you didn't think Tappet Trice had a shot to. I win. didn't know he was still on the track. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like forty uh, lengths off of it. Yeah, I mean it's ridiculous. And, yeah. and I guess you saw that Arabian Night is off the Derby Trail. I did I think I sent that to you? Yeah, you knew something was up there. He went. He went two weeks without a work. Right. Yep. Um, and and uh, and then came back and and worked. I think six furlongs last week. But uh, uh, it looks to me with with him off the Derby Trail. It looks to me, if nothing happens, it looks like Todd has a stranglehold on this derby. We've said that before, though, haven't we? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, he's got five starters here. He can't miss. <laughs> oh, Todd. He's, he's, he's placing them as well as anybody right now. That's for sure. So, that'll be fun. It was a good weekend. Um, look, not, not, not everyone can go up to old Laconia and uh, enjoy themselves like I did. So, there you go. Um, well, you're supposed to be able to do something fun on your birthday. <laughs> oh man, I felt I felt pretty old this weekend, Dan. Well, you are pretty old. <laughs> you should feel pretty old. Hey, you know a little bit about that, don't you? The, Absolutely. Um, <laughs> we go to the expert, Dan Hessel. <laughs> Oh man! So, uh, do you have any money left in your uh, in your little betting account for the uh, for the sports book? Uh, no. Okay. No, I went be- I went belly up, big <laughs> time. That was that's all they're going to get from me. Well, college football championship didn't work out. No. Right. <laughs> if you're just joining the show, uh, we've talked a lot of the brackets and different things so far. Talked about Kentucky's draw a little bit. Uh, Dan and I both think UNC passing on the NIT is a good idea, and um, with Houston being a six to one betting favorite at least in vegas uh tournament appears to be pretty wide open as far as who's actually going to win it and um do you agree with my sort of general thinking and i think diener said something similar this morning which is we love the upsets in the round of 64 and 32 but by the time we get to like the elite eight we want we want to know the names of the teams yeah Yeah. no i agree i i you know it's always fun and there'll be an upset uh, or or two um, in the first couple of days, there there always are because uh, you know sometimes the offense just doesn't show up, and if you're not a good defensive team, then you're then you're going to get beat. Um, I obviously I don't know so, some of these the the ones that I always have fun following Louis are the uh, eight nine. Mm. I, I love the eight nine games. Uh, and I, I don't I don't know why. Okay. But the, I, I guess I guess I do know why. I guess because there there should be they should be being eight and nine. They should be the most competitive, uh, you know, games that are out there. But as I look at the the eight and nine games this year, I mean Auburn is basically playing at home, aren't they? I mean, where where does uh, yeah Birmingham yeah 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 and they've got Iowa. 
And who did Iowa? Iowa got beat by Ohio State too, didn't they? In the big everybody got beat by that, Ohio State. That, that big yeah. that Big Ten tournament was was a joke. It was terrible. I mean the number the number two seed in the Big Ten, and that's why I think the Big Ten is way overrated. And so did the selection committee. The number two seed in the Big Ten tournament was Northwestern. <laughs> Northwestern was the number two seed. But, I mean, they had they had two, uh, two double-digit seeds get to the semifinals. Ohio State was a 13, I believe, and Penn State was a 10. And they had those two teams got to the semifinal. First time in the history of the Big Ten tournament that two – double-digit seeds got to the semifinals. So uh, that that can mean one of two things. Either the Big Ten is really good or the Big Ten is really bad, and I think it happens to be the latter. I'll t- uh, the interesting thing, too, is Holtman at Ohio State this year, I mean, all, all of us that watched a lot of Big Ten basketball looked at that team and thought, he's got dudes on this team and they just don't play well together. Mm. He's just not doing a good job. And so it, it – I. I mean, they, they seem to put it together for a few games in, in uh, Chicago, but that's about it. Dan, if you had to guess, since the tournament expanded in 1985, there have been 146 games between eight seeds and nine seeds. What do you think the overall record is? How many games? 148. Well, I, I would guess it's pretty close. It is exceedingly close. Okay, what is it? Nine seeds lead a seventy-six to seventy-two. <laughs> I mean, they're they're literal toss-up games. Yeah, just, yeah. I mean, literal toss-ups. Yeah. yeah. No, you. So you're yeah. right. Yeah. No, those. Uh, I always enjoy those games. Those games are always fun. Man, this is this is a this is a good text. <laughs> Texter, uh, UPS Jobs text line four three seven nine six eight. I vomit when I hear UC Santa Barbara Gauchos. I'm still devastated by the walk-off Grand Slam and the Supers. Man, <laughs> that Avery was probably on the board for that one. Like <laughs> in a seven-hour baseball game. <laughs> I was. N- I did not work any of the Super games. Oh, okay, the last okay. game I worked was one of the weekend regionals, and then I had the last game off. Okay. And I went to the game. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah, it was great. I did not feel bad for the hour some on long rain delay <laughs> halfway that through yeah, right. that was great i did not feel bad i was at the game we had other people working the game so i had a break it was great <laughs> texter unc has plenty of five-star recruits on their team right now and they aren't even in the tourney getting the recruits isn't everything totally right and that's yep. why that's why my criticism wasn't of the guys it was of holtman i mean like that you look at ohio state and they've got dudes and that's one of those two, Dan, where like they played Michigan State twice in the regular season already. There's no, you know, everything, right? There's no, there's no like trying to figure out the scouting report in, in conference tournaments. Um, and but Michigan State was never winning that game. What's interesting is I remember being in Indianapolis with my buddy Pondali Karatsanidis. How about that for a Greek name? Whoa! Uh, how about that? Pondali and I were visiting. I was in grad school at IU, and um, he came down. We met in. Uh, we were in Bloomington. We decided to so Pondali for a long time was a dj and he um we would go to record stores wherever we were visiting and i got a cool record store story from indianapolis but anyways we're up there and we watch michigan state a very high seeded team in the big 10 tournament lose to iowa first game in the big 10 tournament and think Ugh, <laughs> garbage and then they made the final four 
So if you're a Kentucky fan, that's what you're hoping happens here is that they lose yeah. to Vandy and you're like, what yeah. the hell? And then they make a run to the Final Four. Do you want to hear the cool record store story? Yeah, sure. All right. So we're in this. I'm not going anywhere. I hear you. So we're in like a like a thrift store that happens to have a record like section. Got it. We're flipping through. And there's there's a record that's not actually in a case. It's in like a sleeve. And it's got handwriting on it. And it's got the name Edith Piaf on it. And so I want you to look up Edith Piaf right now. Um, Edith, P-I-A-F. Find some music. Uh, people will know her, her voice once they hear it. Um, and it turns out that it's a, it's a record from France. And it is her and, um, oh my gosh, why am I? Uh, Marcel Sardin. On the same record, and we find it in this in this thrift shop in in Indianapolis. It's now in the Edith Piaf Museum in Paris. <laughs> How about that? So you bought it and sent it to him. Uh, they no, uh, there was compensation. <laughs> we bought the record for a dollar. <laughs> so my guess is some GI goes to World War II, right? Takes this record out of some apartment in Paris. Brings it back to Indy. He dies. His kid's like, I don't want these records anymore. Drops mm. them off at the thrift store for a dime each, right? Uh, go ahead, play it. I think... Uh, oh, this is it. Oh. Oh. By God era, Dan. I recognize it. Of course it. you do. My high school would play this song for the I mean, French classes. Oh. 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 Don't make him like ADPF anymore. Good. Oh, incredible. And so so you made some money in the deal. Just a little bit. Absolutely. Way to go. Um, I, I, I guess there has to be. I guess there has to be some reward for going to. A so, in the in the on that record, it was a it was a press before the release, and it, so essentially it was a practice run, uh-huh. and on the record was a song that was never released. Hmm. So it got to the museum. So there you go. Discovered, you go. discovered music that had never been released to the public. So there you go. All right. Hey, it is tournament week. Uh, look. We are your exclusive radio home for play-by-play in Louisville and the, uh, for the NCAA tournament, including the Final Four, the national championship game. Tomorrow, uh, the matchup of the direction, Southeast Missouri State versus Texas A&M Cor- Corpus Christi Campus. Uh, 6.30 on ESPN 680, 105.7, 93.9, joins at 7, followed by Pittsburgh and Mississippi State. Wednesday, more games in Dayton. Fairleigh Dickinson, Dan's favorite team versus Texas Southern, 6.30 here at ESPN 680, followed by ne- Nevada and Arizona State at 9 on all ESPN Louisville Station. So if you are driving around at all tomorrow night or just hanging out, we will have the play-by-play for you. And we are very happy uh, to have that presented to you by somebody. Then I will figure out who that is before the show is over. I'm that guy. How about that? You go, boy. (laughs) (sighs) Less Edith Piaf talk next. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition. And I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift, five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did. You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? 
The ones who say, come on, muscle through it. But then also say, hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start, before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com.